How's it going, guys? Welcome to the NSBJJ Podcast, Episode 2, the podcast where we talk about all things jiu-jitsu. So today, we're going to have a couple different topics. I think this is going to be a slightly longer uh, episode than last time, so uh, let's get right into it. So one thing that's been on my mind recently uh, is burnout in jiu-jitsu, and it's something I'm experiencing a little bit now, and it's got me thinking why, in my opinion... The Blue Belt Blues kind of meme, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, isn't really, in my opinion, a thing in so much that it's not just Blue Belt Blues. I think it's, you know, just a thing that happens all the time from White Belt all the way to Black Belt. You know, I know uh, talking to several different Black Belt uh, friends of mine, Brown Belt friends of mine, other Purple Belts, you know, and my own experiences. It's definitely something that you deal with just all the time. Not all the time, but just something that you deal with uh, pretty consistently every so often in jiu-jitsu. And what I'm talking about is, you know, you're just, you're feeling burnt out. You know, you go to the gym, even if it's a good training session, you leave and it just, you know, it feels like you've hit a wall with jiu-jitsu. It doesn't feel like you're getting better. Uh, It doesn't feel like, you know, in fact, sometimes it can feel like you're getting worse. And here's some of the things I want to highlight today, especially on this topic, of ways that I combat it personally. Because, you know, I think like most people, I went through, you know, what at the time I called, oh, the blue belt blues, right? I never quit. Uh, I never even really took a break. But I definitely, I definitely still went through them uh, as a blue belt. And one thing I've always done and one thing I've always tried to do is anytime that happens, I try and completely reinvent my jiu-jitsu game, right? I just focus on something entirely different than what I was doing previously, and I find nine times out of ten that works wonders. So uh, the reason I'm talking about this today is these last, I want to say three weeks, uh, I've been feeling it quite a bit. I've been feeling uh, really burnt out with jiu-jitsu, even on days where I go in and I have a great training session, I just felt like, you know, it's been fun, but it's not, you know, it's not extremely, you know, it's not exciting. It doesn't really feel like, it hasn't felt like I've been improving a whole bunch. I felt pretty stagnant, like, you know, my game's at a wall. So I got finally got fed up um, the beginning of this week. And sorry if uh, you hear random mic noises. I'm trying to reset the stand here. Um it's felt like I just hit a wall. So this week I finally got fed up with it and I said, okay, I'm going to do something completely different um, than what I've been doing. And recently, you know, I spent uh, about a month and a half, two months ago now, I guess I spent about three weeks working on loop chokes from everywhere. I just tried to hit loop chokes uh, from every position I possibly could. And I did that and I was having a bunch of fun with that. And then I started to work on back takes. And around the time I started to work on back takes is around the time that I started to feel the burnout. Because um, earlier on in the spring, I did two tournaments back to back. I trained super, super hard for those two tournaments. Um, and, you know, I did pretty well in each of them. Um, but one of the side effects, I think, from time to time and I I know a lot of people feel this way, is after you train super, super hard, you compete a whole bunch, 
you know, you, you kind of go on a, a downswing a little bit where, you know, your body's fatigued, your body's a little broken from training so hard. And, you know, you just want to kind of chill and, and, and train. I didn't really let myself have that, uh, that chill period uh, after this. And I think that's what's led to the burnout. Uh, so anyways, I've decided to start working on lapel guards and, uh, and worm guard and things like that because I play with lapels in guard a lot. But I don't really uh, play specific lapel guards. Like I don't really play worm guard. I don't play squid guard, uh, or you know, Della worm or or any of those guards. Um, but it's something I've always wanted to learn. So it's definitely something that now uh, I'm focusing on entirely. And I'm still, you know, obviously drilling the things that are taught in class and teaching my own. You know, it's closed guard week at our gym, so teaching closed guard uh, on my classes, but. I'm very much so focusing on when it comes time to roll, when it comes time for out-of-class drilling, I'm very much so focusing on that specific thing, lapel guards. You know, one entry, one or two sweeps, maybe a submission or two for now, and just doing that for the foreseeable future. And uh, even just rolling last night in a comp class and trying out lapel guards really kind of revitalized my jiu-jitsu a little bit. You know, I woke up this morning um, after training last night, and I definitely felt I felt a lot better, right? Like I'd been going home from the gym for a few weeks now, just kind of feeling down about training, as I said, right? Um, and I definitely felt a lot better, a lot better this morning uh, about training. So I would definitely say anyone who's having that issue where you're just feeling burnt out, you're feeling out of it, uh, try something new, right? If you're a top player, play some bottom for a while. If you're a bottom player, uh, switch it up, play some top or play some different positions on bottom, right? Um, work escapes, work whatever. Find something that you never do and go do it. And uh, I find that always kind of revitalizes jujitsu because I think one thing that happens as you get closer, you know, closer to purple belt and, and I've definitely felt as a purple belt is you no longer have those aha moments all the time like you do as a white belt and uh, as a blue belt you know you have them a lot less and they're also a lot smaller you know the the aha moments you have instead of being an entire position they might just be one small grip change so I think uh, jiu-jitsu from time to time can definitely get a little boring as you get a little a little farther in um, but it's definitely not worth taking a break for. So anyone who's having the blue belt blues, if you're a blue belt and you're feeling it, don't quit. Do that. Just change it up. Try and just completely change your game for a while. You know, even if you have a tournament coming up, some a trap I used to fall into all the time as a blue belt. And I didn't compete much as a blue belt, but when I did, is I'd be so focused on my competition game. I'd be so focused on oh I can't, I can't play. I, I'm not gonna do takedowns in this tournament so I can't do takedowns. I need to just work on my guard pulls and I need to work on my close guard. I need to work on my A game. And what happened, I found when I did that, is I got way too tunnel visioned. And then in a tournament, when things didn't go towards my game plan, I felt like I was lost, right? So I suffered in tournaments because of that, but I also suffered in the gym because of it 
because there was techniques that I might have really been interested in working on that I didn't put the time into because I was too worried about working on my A-game for competitions. Uh, so I'll leave that there. I think, uh, I think I've rambled on enough about burnout. Uh, it's just on my mind. So speaking of competitions, guys, let's talk about first competitions, okay, how to approach them. So I first competed when I was eight months into my white belt, I think, eight or nine months. And I lost horribly. And one thing that I always tell our new white belts when they're going to compete for the first time is throw out the idea of winning. Just don't even think of it as an impossible thing. You're not going to win, right? Um, try as hard as you can, but don't get put out if you lose. Because odds are you're going to lose your first competition. It's just, it's going to happen. Uh, some people deal with the adrenaline dump a lot better than others. You know, I've seen. I've seen people go into their first tournament and just kill it. But more often than not, your first tournament is a total wash. You know, um, you don't know how your body reacts to stress and, and the fight or flight uh, instinct that you get in jiu-jitsu competitions. And if you're going up against someone who does, well, they've got a massive advantage over you. So I would definitely say if you're a new white belt or you're a blue belt or you're even a purple belt, you've never competed before, uh, and you want to start competing, I would say go find a local, small, in, you know, in-house if you can tournament to do. That was my first tournament, was a local in-house tournament. And just go do it. Have fun. Don't care about winning, placing on the podium. Who cares about that, right? And go in and have fun and see if you enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, you should be enjoying competitions. And in my opinion, if you don't enjoy it, you shouldn't do it, right? Because why are you paying 60 to 100 to 150 dollars for some competitions to go hate the day? That just seems like a really dumb idea. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, what I mean by hate it isn't, oh, it gives me a lot of stress and anxiety and nerves, right? That's something that you should work through. And I don't think that's something that really ever goes away for a lot of people. I know for me, I still get very nervous before tournaments. I don't get nervous on the day of anymore. Um, you know, something that I've talked to a couple of teammates about is I don't get adrenaline dumps anymore. The last few competitions I've done, I just haven't had any sort of adrenaline dump. Um, you know, my body is used to competing at this point, but I absolutely get nerves the week before, two weeks before. And I definitely feel like, you know, all, all the negative thoughts run through my head uh, a couple weeks before the tournament. You know, man, I should just, I shouldn't do this. I'm not prepared. Um, you know, everyone else is better than me. I'm going to lose this if I go in. You know, I don't want to look stupid losing. All, all the negative thoughts that your brain comes up with before a competition, I still get. And the difference is... I've learned over the years how to just shove those away and say, you know what? Those are stupid thoughts, right? Those thoughts, nobody thinks that, right? Especially as a coach now, when I go to a tournament and one of our guys loses, I, it's not even in my mind like, oh man, you know, even if they lose horribly, I don't even, it doesn't even think, you know, it's not even a thought in my mind of, oh man, you know, that guy looked horrible, right? 
I'm happy they're out competing. I'm happy they're out trying their best. So I would definitely say if those are thoughts that are running through your mind, maybe you just signed up for your first competition or 10th, whatever, um, figure out for yourself, because obviously everyone's different, how to just put those out of your mind or use those to fuel your desire to do well, right? I know for some people, they need to feel like that. They need to feel that their back's up against a wall to perform well. For others, it's the opposite. So I would definitely say, uh, I guess to sum that up, if you're having trouble, you know, signing up for a competition and feeling those nerves and, you know, you're feeling like, man, this is so unusual, right? A lot of times I feel like in life, we give ourselves outs. I know I do, right? You give yourself an out a lot of the time. Um, when you're going to do, when you're thinking of going and doing something that's scary or something that is new, you find a million and a half excuses not to do the thing when the one reason to do the thing is all those excuses you're making, right? Um, for me, I know anytime, you know, and it's something I, I try and work on all the time with my personal life is if I find something in life that I think about going to do and then my first reaction when I start thinking about that is thinking up a laundry list of excuses as to why I shouldn't go do that why I should you know why it's dumb why you know oh it's a stupid idea what it shouldn't do that you know no one would like it um, I try and sit back take that laundry list out think of the reason why I should do it why should I do this not why shouldn't I why should I and that's how I approach competitions. It's not, oh, why shouldn't I do this competition? Oh, my ankles hurt. You know, my elbows are sore. My grips are, you know, whatever. You know, you, you think of all the injuries, all the, you know, oh, my mindset's not in it, right? I don't, you know, I haven't been training properly for this competition. But if you just stop thinking about that and start thinking about, you know, man, it's a learning experience, right? I'm going to go in there and even if I lose, I'm going to learn something right? Even if I win, I'm going to learn something. That's what you need to look for. Um, And on that, let's talk about how to handle losing a competition. Because I think this is something some people struggle with. Personally, I'm funny and uh, in the way that I handle losing competitions. And one of our blue belts pointed it out to me after I competed in uh, Toronto the last time. Uh, a couple months ago, I guess. Yeah, a couple months ago at this point, <clears throat> I always have a smile on my face when I lose, and I didn't notice this about myself for a long time. But I honestly look more stoic when I win than when I lose. I I, I look happier losing than I look winning, and it's weird. And I look at like podium pictures, um, or pictures of myself at like after matches. And I always, there's very few instances over the years where I don't look happy losing. And it's not that I'm happy I lost, you know, it's that I'm having fun, right? I finish a match, I've had matches where I've lost horribly, right? Where I've just been dominated for the entire match. And I get up and I, I go shake the guy's hand. I'm like, man, that was fun. Because I compete for fun, first of all. So losing a competition to me, especially if it's filmed, it's like, man, now I get to go home, 
analyze that, figure out where I screwed up and get better. That's awesome. Right? And I'm not trying to say that losing never affects me. I There's definitely losses I've had where, you know, I step off the mat and I'm like, fuck, that was stupid, right? Uh, my loss in Ontario at uh, the Ontario Open is a perfect example. I was, do- you know, I was dominating the match on points the whole seven minutes, the whole six and a half minutes the match lasted. I was up 10 nothing. Um you know, the guy I was facing had a couple really good submission attempts, but, you know, he didn't score any points. It was up 10 nothing the last minute. I had close guard, which is my best position in jiu-jitsu. And in the last, th- you know, 30 seconds counting down, I knew that, okay, all I have to do, hold my close guard and I win. Even if he passes, I win because he's not going to get 10 points in 30 seconds, right? So I knew I had it in the bag. And that switch flipped in my mind. I was like, I relaxed. And when I relaxed, I let him start posturing and he went for an ankle lock, right? He started to open my guard up and go right for an ankle lock. Um, And he had a super tight ankle lock right away. And I ended up having a tap with like 25 seconds left on the timer. And I was still smiling because it was a lot of fun. That was a really fun match to be a part of. Um, But I definitely, I definitely got off the match and uh, got off the mats and I was very annoyed with myself. I wasn't, that's the thing. You should never have ill will towards the person you're competing against, right? I think you should never be pissed off at the person you're competing against. I think that's really unhealthy, but you should absolutely, if you have a loss like that, you should absolutely be annoyed with yourself, right? Uh, Because I think that's healthy. I think that's how you improve. You know, if I just got off the mat and was like, oh, whatever, and didn't think anything of it, well... It's going to happen again. But because I was like, man, that was stupid. I'm never letting that happen again. I shored up those uh, those issues, right? I got back to the gym once we got back from Ontario. And I just, you know, I started working on how to defend that, how to avoid that happening again. Put myself in that position where I'm getting straight ankle locked. Get better at defending. Get better at putting the boot on uh, in that position. And that's how you have to handle losses is think of every loss as a learning experience. I know it sounds super, super cliche, um, but it really is how you improve is you lose and you go back and you, you either think, or you watch the match or both of what you could improve on in that match. Why did you lose? Not the fact that you lost the fact that you lost doesn't matter. Right. And it's why did you lose? That's what matters, right? Did you lose just simply because the, the person was better than you in every asset, in every aspect of jiu-jitsu, and no matter where you were, they had an answer? Well, there's probably not all that much you can take from that loss other than get better. But I find 99% of the time when you compete, you made a mistake if you lost. And you can find that mistake and improve on it. And that's that's how I handle losing anyways. Um, you know, and... It was really funny when uh, when my teammate brought up the fact that I, I always I'm always smiling when I lose because as I said I I never noticed it right it was never something that I consciously do like oh I got to put on you know uh, a good face you know even in losing it, it's never even been a thought it's just always been something that I've done um, and again like I, <laughs> I go back 
I've gone back and I've looked at some podium pictures of me uh, winning like silver medals or gold medals or whatever. And I always, always look less happy than in the matches I've lost. And I don't know why that is. Um, I just think when I lose, I just, I've learned to enjoy it. I've learned to enjoy being out there and competing. And I feel like I'm at home when I'm on the competition mats. You know, when I step out on those mats, all the stress, all the anxiety, it's weird. Literally, the first step that you take onto the competition mat, all the stress, all the anxiety, it all goes away when I compete. Uh, I'm just in the moment, right? Nothing else matters in that moment except that match. And I think, um, I'll go out on a tangent here, is when I, uh, this past March, I had the opportunity to have a Nogi super fight, which, side tangent on that, um, I set goals for myself every year. I never call them like, oh, it's a New Year's resolution, because I think that's kind of dumb. But I absolutely set goals for myself. What do I want to accomplish every year? Uh, sorry for the pauses, guys. I'm still getting over a bit of a sore throat. So trying to keep myself hydrated while I do this. But I set goals for myself every year. And the big goal I set for myself 2019 was, okay, I'm a purple belt now. I want to go get a super fight. By the end of the year, I want win or lose. I just want to do one. So I had the opportunity at the beginning of the year, funnily enough, to go do super fight. And I went out there and man, I, I have not been as nervous for something in a very long time. You know, I remember I wasn't nervous leading up to it. You know, I was like a little bit, but not really, not anywhere close to as much as I normally am before competitions. And lead, so leading up to it wasn't really all that nervous. The morning of wasn't all that nervous. You know, I was I was on at like three or four in the afternoon. I think something like that. So waiting in the warm up room, not really all that nervous. And I remember going upstairs because we the warm up room was on the uh, was on the ground floor, and the venue where the like the mats were on the the second floor. And I remember going up think it was two matches before mine and I, I remember walking up the stairs and I had apart from the rules meeting at the beginning of the day I had stayed away from that room uh, I didn't go up at all to watch any of the matches I just stayed down in the warm-up area and I remember walking up the stairs very vividly walking up the stairs and the room was pretty packed there was probably closer to 100 people there which isn't giant but for my first super fight, it was still pretty daunting. And I remember walking into the crowd and just having like an adrenaline dump right there. I was like, oh man, this is happening, right? You see, you know, the lights are, are on the mats. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's looking at the mat, you know, uh, in a tournament, even a big one, not everyone's looking at you. You can kind of turn that that audience off because you just tell yourself, oh, well, no one's looking at me, right? No one's watching me compete. Every, they're all watching somebody else. But you know when you go to do a super fight, they're looking at you. There's no there's no other match going on. Everybody's watching you. The pay-per-view at home, you know, the, the people there at the venue, they're all watching your match, right? And I went out 
And I lost that match. I made a, a key mistake. Uh, it was really fun. It was about two minutes long. Um, you know, we had some really good scrambles. I had a couple relatively close leg lock attempts. And I ended up making a mistake in reverse De La Hiva that got me Kimorad. And I just remember stepping out on those mats for the first, like, stepping out on those mats for my first super fight. And it was weird because I was so nervous leading up to it. But this, it was the same thing. The second I stepped on the mats, all the nerves went away. You know, it was still a different experience and I absolutely rushed my game. But it was just something I'd never experienced before. And I feel like now, just like when you do your first competition, how you're so unprepared, I feel like it's the same thing for your first super fight. I feel like now if I go, you know, if I ever go do another one, I feel like I'm going to be so much better prepared. Uh, I, you know, know how it's run now. I know what it feels like to be there with everybody just watching you. So, yeah, I think I went on like a giant tangent there, but uh, it kind of leads to my point, right? Uh, back to the, the first point about competitions is don't you know, don't go into your first competition thinking that you're going to win gold. If it happens, awesome. If you medal, awesome. Just go in to have fun. You know, I went into that super fight to have fun. And man, I had so much fun. You know, it's still one of my favorite matches to go back and watch. Um, and actually, before I end, that's one last tangent I want to go on is I was watching I was watching the Jiu-Jitsu podcast uh, last night before I went to bed. And uh, Chewy had a really... They were sharing mistakes that they had made in the past with jiu-jitsu. And Chewy had a really good point. And I never realized that I was the opposite of him until when it came to this, until I was listening to this podcast. And he was saying that um, one thing he used to always do was when, when he was a white, blue, purple belt is he'd, you know, go compete. And he'd always watch his wins on repeat. He'd always go watch, you know, oh man, you know, it's an ego boost to watch your wins. But he would never watch his losses, right? It would be painful to watch the losses. And I realized I'm the opposite way. I actually don't like watching the matches I win. For whatever reason, I just, I don't really get any enjoyment out of watching the matches I've won. But I love watching the matches I've lost. Because I go in and I look at them, try and look at them objectively. And I think, okay where can I do better, right? Um, and every time I do that, I always discover new things. You know, like even as a purple belt now, I'll go back every so often and I'll watch matches I've lost as a blue belt. And every so often I will find things like, oh man, I still do that. Why do I still do that thing, right? You know, why do I still put that foot there? That's just inviting a heel hook or, you know, like an ankle lock or something. And I'll always find those little things. So I would say, to summarize my points, uh, this is this tangent has gone on way too long. To summarize my points, if you're planning to compete for the first time, try to just go have fun. Try to have somebody recording your matches. And if you lose, try and go look at your loss or your losses if it's a double elimination. And see what you did wrong, you know, especially if you're new. Maybe send the videos to your coach. Be like, hey can you watch this and tell me, you know, what I did wrong here, what I can improve on. Um, and I think you'll, you'll really improve a lot that way. 
Anyways, guys, we're running on almost half an hour now. I'd like to kind of exponentially increase the length of these. Uh, as I said, my throat's still a little fucked, so I don't want to go on for too, too long here. I still have, <laughs> still have class to teach tonight and things like that, so I don't want to kill my voice too much. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, again, this podcast is just kind of somewhere for me to dump my random thoughts, so I appreciate anyone listening to it. Um, I hope to make these once a week in the future, guys. Thank you for watching the NSBJJ podcast, and I will see you guys next time.